Welcome to episode 76 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Hankahook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. EPE, a.k.a. The Wonton Down, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova. KPZ McCoy, what's going down, bro? You know what's going on. It's your boy McCoy, aka Mr. What It Do, aka Young Splash God, aka No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Dope Dub Danny, aka FBI Mike, aka Hip Hop Harry, aka Hallway Jones, because your bitch got a ringtone and it's me. <laughs> and you can find me at McCoy KPZ. That's Twitter, like 24 7, even during the pod. And you can find me at McCoy Rebel. On Snapchat, Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. Brother Darren Arrow. CD Record and everything. Huzzah. As Cody gets older, he learns to condense his words and sentences. Kind of. Depends on what you Is it Not before he... or after coffee? <laughs> Not <laughs> even remotely. <laughs> Speaking of remotes, Russ. <laughs> Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka School Wars Q, aka The Progenitor, aka Russ the Bus. Chugga, 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 chugga. You can find okay. me in St. Louis. Sorry. And then you can find me in St. Louis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just. Can somebody at, at McCoy's house throw something at him? <laughs> <laughs> Chattiest of snap, Chattiest, snap Chattiest. Um, on IG at CandidCupidity, C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-P-I-D-I-T-Y. You know, it's funny. Um, I heard an unfamiliar voice start this uh, pot off. I'm like, who is this? Oh, wait, I know these nicknames. It's T.S. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm present today. Fuck you guys. He is not oh, with I the Lord as I did state last week. I was with week. the Lord last weekend. <laughs> dude, resurrected. Out here dying and resurrected. Yeah, dude. Like, dude is Jesus. That's crazy. That's <laughs> why he's TS, the second. <laughs> coming. Okay, coming. Pause. Whoa. Pausing. Pausing on what? Yeah, see, sounds like a news station. Uh, um, just so y'all know, you can find us on Facebook. We got a Facebook group. Uh, not politically correct podcast. We also have a page you can like, uh, which will probably do some for our numbers at some point. At NPC Podcast, we are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, uh, and you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, uh, anything you can listen to <laughs> shit on except title. I don't know why. Um, at just go there, search Not Politically Not Politically Correct Podcast. Why can I ever get that out perfectly? And that's what she said. You're right. And then, you know, like, comment, rate, all of that good shit. Interact with us. Let us know how bad we are, how good we are, so we can take that with a grain of salt and keep annoying you. Thank you. The algorithm will show us more in your, uh, in your likes and whatnot, man. Help us out. Okay. I didn't know when the dubstep and the narrative was. This is a weird song. <laughs> it's <laughs> Marshmallow featuring Bill Nye. All right. <laughs> Seahawks. Uh, cut, uh, I think, rookie Kama Zivrand. <laughs> because he tried to sneak in a girl into his hotel room, in his team hotel room, just like another football player. <laughs> What? Excuse I think me? that's hilarious. <laughs> Excuse so he, me? 
out. Can you say that one more time? So he he tried to sneak in a girl to the team hotel room. But he dressed her up like a football player. To, so <laughs> like, I don't. That's kind of sus to me. No, that's not kind of sus. That's extremely sus. That's it's extremely also kinda sus. Hilarious. Does anybody like, else not think about um? What was that scary movie two? I think it was either scary movie or scary movie two, where uh, Ray made um old girl dress up in his football uh, gear. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that shit was. I think that was two. Gay. Yeah, yeah I, think- I was thinking about posting a gif of uh, was it uh, Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard? Was it I think Tracy Morgan on the sidelines as a cheerleader? <laughs> yeah, he, oh, I did not see that movie, and oh, I, one yeah. more reason not to watch Dude, it. It's such a good movie. It's Miguel. <laughs> that's actually uh, it's that's actually <laughs> that's actually a remake of another movie. Um, yeah, with Burt Reynolds was um in both of them, but he was the main character in the first one. And so, and sports related because there was like three Packer players uh, in that first one, the original. D, wasn't D twelve also in the, the youngest, the longest yard? Uh, I know Bizarre was, unless yeah, he was no, just really? a fat yeah, guy. No, D twelve, yeah. the whole D twelve, every D, every D twelve member except um M was in there. Eminem. Yeah. It <laughs> was Adam Sandler. It was Eminem the whole time. <laughs> 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 So Bucks and Magic uh, are tied one and one. They play today, Saturday, um, the twenty second at nooner, Central Time. Um, they this is so the first game Magic went off. Um, second game, the Magic, I think three best players were not playing. So it's like I don't know if I can really consider that a Damn, boasting man. win, but uh, today. Two other players are also not playing today, so we might win. But I feel like you know, it's like we should be a lot better than this for a first seed. All right, Milwaukee Sports letting us down when we need them the most again. Um, Have you guys been watching the games? I haven't watched any one of them since one. they got came back. Nope. Just I've been watching a few of each. Just highlights. highlights. Yeah. Nope. And by highlights, I don't mean bucks because. <laughs> You know, um, I've been watching other shit. Like a lot of shit, Dame is doing. Like, um, dude, Dame. He's like, oh he's my. At this point, they had they had a clip of like players mic'd up, and I forget who they're playing. They they were saying like how they are guarding him. They said if he is coming up the court, <laughs> get on him before he reaches the NBA logo. <laughs> they like they were saying that, and they still could not block him. And they it's nuts, dude. Like. The ways that they're trying to black him, like, there's no way that someone can make that, and he's still making it. The fadeaway is a bit, oh, it's just nuts, dude. You know, I would be okay with this year with, I won't, it needs to be the Bucks or the, or, the, or, the, or the Rockets for me, for me to be, like, really happy, but <clears throat> I would be okay with um, Portland actually getting a ring this year. And the reason, <clears throat> Jesus, reason being is because that means Mello gets a ring. Man, so that <laughs> kind of related. I mean, this isn't Mello, but uh, <laughs> I saw today that um, Charles Barkley said they, he's talking about um, uh, Paul George, and he said they need to stop calling him Playoff P 
if he keeps losing all the time in the playoffs. They don't call me Championship Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad he ended, that ended well because I was going to say, bro, uh, you're not the That'd one to make this joke, but <laughs> cool. Well, he t- he's like, they don't call me Championship Chuck. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean, me, obviously, like, it would be awesome to see the Bucks win. Um, even like last year, I thought that that was their year and they didn't make it even the year before. But, um, other than Bucks, obviously, like, I'm just, I, I root for a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's like, like we talked about, like, Kobe, LeBron, even Dame. So that'd be cool. But, um, so it'd be cool also to see, like, Legacy and whatnot, too, with, uh, Lakers winning, too. But here's just a fun fact. I saw Kobe's first playoff win as a Laker came against the Blazers, who had Gary Trent. And LeBron's first playoff win as a Laker came against the Blazers, who have Gary Trent Jr. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's, that is wild. Okay. And then I got a nice little tidbit from a TS, TB, tidbit. No. Pause. So <laughs> right. the Kansas City Chiefs are prohibiting Native American imagery at Arrowhead Stadium. Which to then I responded with, yeah, I'm sure that'll go swimmingly with Chief fans that are also Trump supporters. Yep. Like, I feel like they're going to just do it even more over the top. It's so crazy I, I, that I you have to see enforce, that going well. It's so crazy you have to enforce shit people to not be racist and then be worried that, like, they're not going to listen. Like, oh, okay, I feel it, bro. Like, that's that's what we own? Okay, cool. Like, not felt. No, right. Yes, yeah, somebody had shared a post on Facebook where uh, this dude went into work with the shirt that says, stop being a racist or don't be a racist. Something like that. It was just a super simple shirt with a very simple message. Hi, don't be a racist. And then a customer had found him or uh, whatever on Facebook and said, hey, I know just me never going to your um, establishment again is going to really affect you. But I found your shirt really offensive, and you should be more professional at work. Bruh, are you... What? Yeah. You're saying don't be a racist? Right. Don't yep. be a racist. Of, saying don't be a racist oh. is offensive. That's how you know you racist, bitch. Damn. Right. <laughs> Next time That's... you wear a shirt, just say, if you racist, kill yourself. I mean, we can... We, let's that make is it. hardcore. Like, let's... It don't get no... It don't get much more racist than that. Like, I feel it, bro. Yep. But I mean, you know, this is coming from people who, <laughs> like we've been saying uh, week after week, um, that black people aren't even looking for reparations at this point. We're just looking to be able to exist. Right. So I mean, like, <laughs> oh, it's funny because like uh, there was, there was a white dude that was wearing that shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know they hate it when one like when. <laughs> and now I lost a customer. Right. Like. <laughs> Like, Lord forbid a white person have some sense and not be racist. It's like, you shouldn't even be, you shouldn't be dabbling in that. Shut your ass up. Get, bitch, get in line. And get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> God, I just want to. Get mad if you call him Karen. Okay. Right. Like, I just want to throw a, a stick in front of every racist get that walks so they can trip. That would be fun. What? <laughs> just a stick? <laughs> just really? A stick. Just I know you're stick. better than that. <laughs> just a, oh, find a log. I'm like I'm, I'm walking with you, be like, it's okay. He he's having a good a better day today. You know, <laughs> just be lucky if he didn't catch him on his <laughs> my log day. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> just throws a tree at it. <laughs> Falcon punch. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. Falcon punching racism. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that. 
y'all know. Uh, well, I don't. I thought I had a good transition, and I can't find it on my phone, so I forgot. So I'm gonna go like this. Um, my birthday was Sunday. Um, I shared a birthday with Young Thug. Young Thug was featured on Amine's album, McCoy. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Cody. Happy belated and birthday, Young Cody. Thugger. Uh, <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy belated, Cody. <laughs> so sincere. Aw. He is out here dropping that hard ER. <laughs> Um, <laughs> only I could say that it's decoder, the code, decode, <laughs> um, decoder. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds freaky. Um, so <clears throat> speaking of, like he said, Young Thug being on Amine, 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 Amine. I'm gonna mispronounce this man's, this man's name a lot. Amine, Amine, Amine. <laughs> there we go. I, isn't it Amine? It's Amine. It's Amine. <clears throat> it's amoebo acid. It's Amine. Amino acid. Um, Ami- <laughs> Amiibo Ami- and amino acid. <laughs> We're gonna call him the Portland guy. Speaking of Portland. Oh yeah, yes. There was a nice old acid, and then the, and then there was the amino acid. <laughs> 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 I'm mad that as a group we all fuck with that type of joke. Like that's why I can't wait for this is over so I can call David and tell him that. You got work right now, David. It shouldn't call be that. Me. It really shouldn't be that good, but it is though. That's what she said. <laughs> Oh, his real name's Adam. That's Amine? Yeah, it's at, his middle name is, is Amine. It's Adam Amine. Really? Yeah, Adam Amine. I thought it was a play on anime, and he just flip flopped Definitely. It. Right. No, no it's, it's, it's dad African. From, yeah, his dad's from Africa, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Wait, I thought oh, anime Amine. started in Japan. Oh, Africa? God. <laughs> yeah, he is. Speaking of, actually, we're going to do the transition over. Speaking of uh, basketball and the Portland Trail, that was a good one, Cody. I'm going to take that from you. Speaking of basketball okay. and the Portland Trailblazers, <clears throat> having Dame Young and, Thug. And, yes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So Portland Trail... Port, the only... His middle name's Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Lambert. <laughs> Adam. Okay, wait. So Portland is not just rocking off and kicking shit in the NBA. They have a good rapper out of the city now who is... Taco Tuesday. Amine. Um, and he just dropped his new album, Limbo, about two weeks ago. And it's a pretty decent album. I actually had a lot of fun with this album. Uh, a lot of fun listening to it. Um, West Coast oh, hey. is... Yes? Fun fact for the listeners, you can listen to albums drop on Saturdays. <laughs> they don't drop on Tuesdays. They drop on Saturdays. Go ahead, continue. Fr- they drop on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! One day earlier than I... Oh, man. Oh, man. Look at this silly goose. 2020 just keeps getting, been, keeps getting better and better. <laughs> you They've been doing rascal. it since 2016, by the way. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... <clears throat> Thank you for not making me feel old for once. Here I am with cassette players, and I even knew that it was Friday. Nah, so this... Um, this particular album, called Limbo, the title... 
and just the distance and like mystic vibe of this artist like helps to attract the listener into this point like into like this point of his journey so like with this other releases that he's dropped um it's always for me it's always kind of been this like cool little uh blurb where it's kind of like oh that that guy dropped again he's really nice but he's never like set heavy on my playlist because it's just like a single here he'll, he'll do something nice in increments and i never really sit down and um really really get into his projects so this is the so first did you did you listen to his first album or no um i've just heard it i've heard it I've heard it once, but I don't didn't come back to it. Caroline, of course, that was the that was the one. That was the and one. And then Spice Girl. Um, I I heard all those. I've heard the whole album, and I heard his second album. Um, but I didn't. I've never really. It's never really set. It's like stuck with me. So. Wow. Um, and also just to let you guys know, he is a co- huge Kobe fan. So he speaks about like Kobe. A couple times in this album and you hear you hear like bars about kobe in the beginning and also kind of like sprinkled throughout to, even on the, the last track you know uh one of the features said i want to be a uh like a good dad a, like mamba like yeah kobe's, yeah like i want to be a yeah. good i want to be a better dad than my mama i want to be a good dad like mamba so that's one of my favorite lines and i don't i, I don't think that's Dude, uh, uh, I, I don't think that's yeah. emma amina amine amine <laughs> adam yeah, I'm gonna call him Adam for the rest of the show because I can't. I don't know why I can't pronounce yeah. his name. So I don't. Adam C. His name is Adam um, Amine Daniels. So his name Adam for the rest of the show. Anyway. Adam Amino Daniels. <laughs> 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 Just mean ass. Look at Newt. We're gonna have a really long title name. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna just go ahead and, and talk about uh, production on this album. He has some pretty pretty solid uh, moments of production. I like Burden. Which is that first track? It has like this classic sample, like lead production with like really funky drums. Um, we're like we're captured in the groove with the guitars and the bass line though. Like like it 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 is like hip hop sampling one on one. I really think it, like the way that they put that the the sonics of that song together is classic rap. You know, um, just a vocal sample the whole song to remind you of like Kanye that we used to love, and he brings out really? like all together with like every layer so it's like every piece every sound in that in that song burton um like is perfectly placed there's nothing that's like misused no wasted moments or opportunities i think all the sonics on that song come together really really well honestly i think that vibe is throughout the album yeah there's, yeah i feel like you can definitely feel a kanye vibe like well there's even um, like one of the last songs he was referencing kanye. it a lot yeah for sure like like, like dropout or yeah. registration i feel yeah. i I felt college. We major? Come on. Yeah, we that's major. What it is. Like, yeah. yeah in the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely. That's um, my shit. Wait, yeah. pressure. Wait, pressure. Pressure. Yeah, my, my shit. Is that? Is that? Does that sample from Kanye? Yeah, we major. Come on, homie. We major. We major. Mm-hmm. Pressure. Well, where my, does he say? Yeah, pressure where does he, I'm trying to. I'm, that's one of my dude. That's one of my favorite that's albums. From the so, that's the song is in. Where did I not listen to that? Yeah. I'm with you, Russ. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, oh oh. Okay, that, so I we're thought, having two I different the, conversations. Yeah, no, I thought I thought pressure in my phones. We major like, in that song. Yes. But McCoy yeah. was wondering what song did um, pressure in my palms sample? Right. For the That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought that that was coming off. I oh, thought yeah. that came off of. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was actually finna hand over the whole segment to Russell at this point because I'm like I don't I can't be missing <laughs> shit like that. That's against the rules. I should be. Fired. I started playing. Uh, 
He might he major in my head like, when did he say pressure in my that, balls? That, okay, song? T. I was like, what the fuck? I know this. I know this song. I know this song. I listened to this song many he times. Brought up the reference in the song. <laughs> Bro, I was mad. I was pissed off. Goddamn. Broke, broke, five broke. But got pressure in her balls. Y'all are right. Like it does. You do. You do get that same like those same like college dropout vibes. You kind of get that on this whole uh, this whole album. Uh, For sure, dude. Shim- Shimmy, the ODB sample is the lead, but there is a sa- but there's a sample that is very much eerie also on here, and it sets up like this like like funky, wild, chunky bassline. And did, did you uh, say ODB sample? Yeah, the like, old, baby, old, Shimmy, like Shimmy, y'all, Shimmy. Yeah, baby, I like. We're all yeah. I was wondering who that was, and they didn't. Even... Oh my god, that's so awesome! Right. Yeah. Continue. Is a Shimmy uh, a reference to ODB too? Yeah, yeah. I was looking in the credits like, is this like uh, Damien uh, Marley or something like that? <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of references in that song. It was pretty dope. But the, but the, the eerie part, the, there's like a like an eerie sample underneath that, that. that And that all sounds, I feel like that might even come from Wu-Tang. That reminds me of like Cream, like the whole that whole record is like a Wu Tang, like a like a oh, like I to Wu Tang and how the how they put together, you know, they shit. Uh, but when yeah. it's heavy, slapping like drum loop brings it all together, like all of it is perfect, man. It's like it's super good. Pressure in my palms, a super like you you hear bass and sample. This this is like hip hop one on one when it comes to production. Like you hear bass and sample all over this fucking uh this rap record. Uh, so pressure my palms does it again. Super baseline here has a little bit more up to date bounce to it, but but that baseline really carries the song. It swerves in and out um, of every corner of the song. Like everything is kind of built around that. Like everything is built around that creepy ass funky baseline, and I love it, dude. Um, the thin snare and 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 slap ad like room for lyrics, and that show up with uh, Slow Tie, who seems to be like a, I didn't look him up, but he seems. Uh, from his accent to be like a British artist, he might be a British grime, new British grime guy, and uh, Vince Staples, who's one of my favorite, another West Coast artist. So you know, the dude, team. I was so hyped to see him in there, and I knew that was him with the yeah. North. <laughs> yep, yep. And I didn't, and really, honestly, Vince Staples is is dope. I thought he could have came a little harder, but that's just me. That's just me. Same. No, um, I felt same way. Um, but then the song transitions at the end to like light percussions that take over for like a dope singer to come in and do like the she kind of laces the rest with the little like pressure my palm singing and shit like that. It's dope. The the switch up is really dope and it doesn't feel forced, which ha- like a lot of times in songs, rap songs nowadays, motherfuckers switch up and the shit sounds so forced. It sounds like motherfuckers are just like whole tr- whole new song, boom, and just drop a new song. And I'm like, bro, this is now this was track seven. It's now track eight. Just say that and let's move on. Um, cause I hate that shit, but it's my little rant. Um. Can't decide. Uh, one of the best moments on this album. It's one of my favorite songs on this album, which is ironic because there's a lot of really more hip hop stuff on this album. Um, but can't decide. The production is simple but perfect. It's a lot of like island bounce inspired claps and hi hats layered with like two parts of perfectly pitched guitars. Uh, the bounce in this one would not quit. Like I like I love uh, can't decide. Um, and then reread the sample heavy. Like 808s layer, like a high pitch sample, and um, the simple place snares, and a safe, like, uh, re- like the rep- safe yet repetitive 
hi-hats make for a great combo of sound and sonics that keep you bouncing hard. Like, for some like, the re-rejoint, like, it's got some knock to it, and I just kind of, like, you know, I, I was vibing with that, um, just the sonics of that song. So, if we get into writing, like, the best song for me, like, writing-wise was, like, one of them was Burden. Um, even starting with the, the, this is the type of shit you pick your nigga up from jail with. It kind of set up the, 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 I don't know about y'all, but for me, it kind of set up the, the mood of not only the album, you could tell it was kind of be, gonna be one of those like self reflecting joints just from that statement. And I don't, to me, that's good writing because I don't know why I felt it, but as soon as he said that, I'm like, we finna get some emotional shit from this nigga here. We finna get some shit where he's talking about being there for his people. And then we get songs like Mama and you get the other shit where he's talking about his, you know, his growth and, you know, losing Kobe and things like that. So. You are talking about after he said this is a black album, like mm-hmm. Shaw Carter? Yep, yep, all that shit. Like, but 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 the song opens with just before he starts rapping, he says, "This is the type of shit that you pick your nigga up from jail with." Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's a blacker than the dude from Allstate, <laughs> right? Like, dude, like you just knew, you just knew. Like, it didn't take that to me. We've been talking. I've talked about you know people's pin, um, being able to connect. You know, you know, with their, like, with the listener. Um, why is it, am I forgetting his name? Freddie Gibbs. I thought that Mama song was another. Um, I feel like uh, I don't know, Ode to or something, but yeah. uh, with Kanye, but also Pac, because he even um, says, mentions Pac in that song. That's and that's the, yeah. that's the that's the thing. I got that on here too. Uh, Mama was, uh, look where I'm at, mommy. Who would have known? Or look where I'm at, mommy. Who would have knew? I'm gonna write you a song to put on every day. So the, so the times that. I'm gone. You can smile when it plays. Like it's definitely an ode to the Kanye. You almost wonder if he was like listening to uh, College Dropout and while um, he was making this. Yeah, College Dropout and late registration while he was making this to catch those vibes because that's what you get really in a lot of these songs and it's and it's it's dope. It's dope. Um, but the one of the lines in Burton, he says the last time I went to church was in fucking was in the fucking eighties. I was born in '94. Can you believe that? Which is, it's just. A, a, I was laughing at that. It's just like that's good writing because it's an amazing like way of letting the listener know he's not been connected to God. Like it's just some of the simplest things that he does with the pen that you like. That was pretty quirky. Like to to say it like that. I like that type of shit. Um, again, the Mama song. That was another one where he like uh, he just talks about the mom being his number one fan, which has been done in rap before by Kanye and Pac. But this was like a nice refresher course of like in loving your mother for those who need it. It was like him bringing that shit, you know, full circle 15 years later after Kanye did it in, uh, you know, 05. And then which was like 10 years after Pop did it in 95. So it was like it's dope for him to do it, you know, in his own way, his own terms, you know, for the young for the young cats. Um, roots between him, J.I.D. and Charlie Wilson. Everyone is saying something that connects with someone who might be looking for hope in this uh in this um, record, I, like I love lines like "never, nevertheless, the nevertheless the greener grass is proof that the roots are strong" from uh, JID and the chorus from Uncle Charlie's Heavy. Like it's just, it's it's this whole CD seems nimble and it sounds like a good like workshop in how to write rap well. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I picked up a lot. A lot of these can't decide. One of two of my favorite songs. I just love the bounce created by the production. He's not saying anything profound here, but it's just like the song writing is like fitting the song amazingly. So I just like he knew what he was doing with that one. And I hope that they maybe do a visual for that one um, compensating. 
second of my favorite songs. Uh, you know, I'm gonna just say this: Young Thug's one of the coolest people, people rapping. Period. Uh, his whole verse amazing. His verse to me on that was better than anything Adam was doing. But that's just me. This is me. I, w- I would like y'all to go check them lyrics out. This nigga said, "This nigga." Edema. He said, "I tripled up. I doubled up. I ran it up and fucked it up." The black on. The black and orange Aventador. That Aventador. Jaffy Doug, like he just, he was just, he was just fun. He was just going, and I just, and I really just would appreciate if people just give my man his, you know, his just due. But it's cool because he's not writing that, it down. That verse, that verse by him was really, I did like that. But I don't think I would have known what he was saying if I didn't look at lyrics. And now I can hear it without lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, there we go. Now you didn't learn a little bit. Now you might pick up another thug song. You might be able to go. The extra mile, nigga, might not, you know. Mom, and, I learned French, Spanish, and mumble. <laughs> um, but um, he, dog, and he kept going. He was like, "I'm scoring, like, I'm scoring by the three, like Steve, Steve Nash, Nash, baby. Like he, scoring by the three, like Steve Nash, baby. Dog, and he just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve Nash, he shot threes. I was trying to figure out what was going to Dog. Uh, but I, I, lo- I loved it. I'm Remember, not Steve Madden. He said, five leaf clover, better luck. Don't know how. Don't, don't, ask, don't ask if I know her. Never. Yuck. Like, the, the shit he be saying is, is mad. Like, Lil Wayne, it's mad. I I love it so much because it's mad, like, lingo lace player shit. Like, that is what Wayne did, Outkast did. Wu Tang did. It's all levels of just like them just throwing out like Wu Tang and the term biscuit for like gun. Like it's all New York slang. And the reason you could fucking oh. vibe with that shit, like, is because it was just niggas just talking player shit. And that's how Thug gets his shit off. Like the same way, and, it, and he learned it from Wayne. The same way, you know, Wayne might say some slick ass shit uh, about a bitch. Thug gonna come through and be like, you know, don't ask me on some pimp shit. Don't ask me if I know her. Never. Yuck. Ah, like it's just. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna keep trying to preach Young Thug, but I, that was my favorite, one of my favorites on this but album. You're... So, anywho, um, Easy was one of my favorite tracks. Um, him and Summer Walker really show show up on this track as a major like neo soul vibe to it, and the connection between them is uh, is so simply like written that you catch the vibe like love don't come e-, like when they say love don't come easy, times get hard, but nothing's easy. I think it's simple level lyrics, but it's like. It, it made for a good vibe between those two, and then you get some of the like um, ability that Adam has to sing too. On like on you know when he wants to come in that pocket. Um, so for this one, man, I don't know. Overall, Adam, this man. is a this is a great piece of work. Uh, it slows up at the end, um, for better or for worse, but that doesn't do much to take away from the great moments. However, it is a larger issue that bleeds through the rest of the project, and for me. Adam as an artist. Um, just like I said, I had listened to his first two records. He does these things where he's good. Like, he sh- he lo- like he'll show up and he'll give me a good record or he'll give me a good second or a good, like, chorus or a good, you know, production choice. And he'll say, like, one or two slick lines. And then I find myself, like, not being motivated to hold on to the rest of the song. Does that make any sense for y'all? Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I yeah, like sometimes I feel I feel like with the like the slow or mellow endings, it's it can be like a I don't know like a letdown, or it could be like a, it's he's letting you off easy, letting you know you know, not like don't I guess you, you want to be left let off wanting more, break right. it out, but it could be like you know now you know it's over. Yeah, I don't know. You know it's, what I'm saying? it's well for me. It's just it's not even on 
this song or, or on one song or just this album. It's overall, I feel like this is why I haven't been able to get into his music. I don't know if I'm going to come back to, like, I'm going to maybe every couple of weeks I might want to come back to a song like, oh, shit, I want to hear that, uh, yeah. that, that song by Dog real quick. But I, I can't stay captivated by him. And this is for all of his really? music. I don't stay. Dude, holy smokes. I love his first album so much. I don't and know, it's like man. a really nice, like, peppy, summertime, like, happy stuff, too. Yeah. The I, second one, like, I couldn't finish because it's pretty sad. Like, I want to listen to it all, but I'm like, eh. Really? Damn. See, I don't know, man. I, so, I love... I, his songs have great moments, but I find myself drifting out on every track. Every track at some point. I'm never captivated the whole three minutes. And that's on every song he's ever done. Um, even Caroline was like, now that's probably the most complete song I've liked from him. But even then, you know, it, it's it's certain moments where he's rapping where I'm like, eh, okay. Like, I, I, I get what's going You get what's going on, but it doesn't make me want to continue. And then he'll and then he'll come back and he'll do something. But it does. It, it, like, it makes you want to continue. Well, Trust he'll... Me, it does. It, like I have you like, specifically. Like I'm kidding. <laughs> me, McCoy. <laughs> um, but I have highs and lows with it, with his all his music, man. He uh, does it for me all the time. I love moments in all of the music, but I can't seem to stay interested. Same with the end of end of this project. He has highs and lows on this project. I'm like, ooh, that was a dope ass sample choice. Ooh, he snapped on that chorus. Ooh, them three, them four lines was cold. <laughs> he came with that shit, and then I'm <laughs> back. Like, okay, I'm ready for it to. Uh, uh, Okay, Ooh, there, there you go again. He did it again. You know what I'm saying? It's not cons- consistent for me. I don't know what it is about that. Um, as it stands, he's as it stands though. Amine, I guess, is one of the better MCs slash artists of this generation. You can't take away that you know from him. I I, I no matter how I feel about it or the album or his records, you can't take that away from Dog. Uh, he's definitely top tier, top tier. He's a top-tier concept creator, but execution is not always there, and thus we are left like, that was good, but he should have did this. Or, you know, so it, hurt, you it hurts me at certain, certain points. Like, does that what make do you mean sense? by uh, lack of execution? I feel like, so we talked about the vibe he just created, right? We talked about right. him picking samples, right, y'all? Right, fellas? We all talked, we all said we, yeah. like, we liked when he did, we liked how he brought this in, we liked how we caught this vibe. So the idea was good, but in fit, like bringing it all together, I, every song I'm not sold on in sense of like I'm like I'm like damn you almost had it if you would have just said this or maybe the chorus would have been a little bit different or you added this feature or I don't know rapped faster here or, or did some like you know. So when you're listening to it, because I I feel like in some songs or that I listen to I'm like oh I wish I could have helped produce this or give my take so I could change this yes, part up yes. to this or do this. Yes. This is how you were like every song. Yes, almost that's how okay. and, and almost all of the stuff I've listened to with dog. Like it like like what's that song from his last time? Really then? Yeah. And then like that shit, like I like that song, but it was points in the song where I'm like, stop, don't drop don't drop the beat or maybe add <laughs> some layers here. But I'm the I like the song. Niggas know I like the TS no I like the like I was fucking with that song, but the whole time I'm like this got some bounce. This got some bounce. My whole shit with him. There we go. This got some bounce to it. And I just spend the whole time like, okay, okay, all right. I fuck with it. I like, but I'm never like, just the one right. I'm never like that with dog. And that's, I, I can't figure out why it's always missing something for me. Like just a little salt of pepper here or there. Like he's not bad. He's not, I'm not taking away from anything he does, but he's never, he can't never come all the way through with, with me. 
Yeah, I, there aren't any tracks on here that are super amazing to me. My favorite track off of this album is Riri. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hook is just to is just cold for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I guess the album is it's smooth to ride to. It's just something to having a background playing when you're doing something, yes, but yes. not really paying attention to it. Like exactly. McCoy said, there's nothing on this album that has really grabbed my attention. Good tracks, decent album, it's not bad, getting flop, but there's nothing great about it. It's like listening to Jay Electronica. <laughs> that's funny. Don't, don't do Adam like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's funny that you say that because I actually, megaphones-wise, I give this a solid eight. Um, really? I give it a solid eight because he's a good, he's good concept creator the the songs aren't bad they just aren't all the way there every song needs a little bit of something so he's not so he needs a team on his side like kind of maybe i don't know i don't know who produces for him i don't i didn't look up who actually the producers are i didn't look up you that's that's you know what cody yes because kanye has always made albums by committee being he will bring <laughs> that's why all, all his albums especially the, especially the ones we call classic like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he flew people out to Hawaii and had them in there. He he brought young he brought uh what was it uh, what was it for one of his albums I don't know if it was My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or if it was a graduation he had brought Young Jeezy out and Young Jeezy he walked to the room and they have uh WWJD on the wall I can't remember if this is graduation or if this is uh My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and it said what would Jeezy I mean, do Young Jeezy would was on graduation so yeah it might have been it might have been that one um. He said they they had on the wall. What would Jeezy do? And Jeezy was like, "What?" He's like, "I want my shit to knock like how yo like Kanye's always been about like bringing people together." His 808s really. He said, and this I never liked this about Kanye. He said 808s was supposed to be his take on doing rapper turn singer by T Pain, which is why T Pain was around for uh, a lot of that you know those sessions. But what and about that one song he said on that on the the. the that last like credit song, you know, he says that he bit that one, uh, the 808 stuff of explosives from. Oh yeah, the one. last call. Oh he no yeah. he he bit no 808 and heartbreaks. What I was talking about. He was trying to make that album to sound oh, like Turn Singer the by the album. I thought you were talking about yeah. when he uses 808s. Yeah no it. yeah. Um, wow. But so hmm. so I think Adam could benefit by maybe he might he I feel like this. He only been in the game four years. I when we went, his first album dropped in 2016 with the Carolina and all that. Um, he got time. I feel like uh, if he get with the right team or maybe maybe linking with a producer that you know maybe get his sound flushed out. Uh, he could. He got. He got a classic album in him. He just got to get behind the right team. Had the right you know like push you know in terms of like uh, push like the right push in terms of uh, um publicity not publicity but like marketing and shit like that like he got all the mm -hmm. the makeups of a of a of a classic mc we could get some shit out of him that could be game changing i just don't think it's all the way there so uh, again a uh, solid project uh eight eight megaphones for me fellas damn that's really pretty high on that uh megaphone scale because it's not it's not bad that's i'm i'm mad i want to rate it higher that's what i'm want I want it to be better. I wanted it to go over because every moment I'm I'm there like okay, just take it home, just bring it home, bring it home, bring it home, Adam. 
You didn't? Okay, I feel it. Next track. Bring it <laughs> home. Bring it home. You did. Whoo, we almost there. We almost finished. You didn't make it to the end zone. Got it. Go, go, go to track for you. This sounds like a similar commentary that you had for um, ADHD. Uh, damn it. Yeah. What's the name of that? Joiner Lucas. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. There was yep. nothing captivating about that album. He had some parts in there where it's like, okay, yeah, you snapped, but that's not really an album that you are going to miss. It's going to fall to the wayside. And you're going to forget about it. And that's just that. And you know and you know what's crazy? But he had some cuts on there. The only reason, that was a 7.5 megaphone. The only reason this is yep. eight is, is because Dog got some radio bounce shit. Jordan Lucas did not have much, and I, and I spoke on that. He didn't have much shit that was going to have me like, you know, you're going to listen to it. Jordan Lucas didn't mention Kobe. But... <laughs> but Adam got some shit on this album where it's like I ride around listening to um Kane Decide. Okay, that's my shit. Like he got moments, bro. He got moments. He almost there. And I think with he gonna we gonna get we gonna get if he get with the right person, the right get the right feature. Uh, we gonna get one up out of the dog. We gonna get a classic joint out of him. I feel it. I just ain't invested because it's he always stumbles just a little bit for me. But he's not a bad writer, and that's you know so. It's a surprising review, but I, I think, I'm just like a, a big fan of his, so I gotta like put that aside and like, you know, take the blinders off and like, oh, I see it. But uh, I feel like he's, like you mentioned, he's pretty young in the game, so time to improve. But he's for being as like young as he is and new to it all. He's very, and I don't know when he started like. Uh, like doing this all but like you said his first he has three albums his first one was 2016 he's got some really good liners and uh his production and stuff i feel like is really clean and nice oh man rush you've been pretty the way he said r.i.p kobe though like i just that's how you knew this album was going to be trash i know i know <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> Russell, you you've been pretty quiet, man. How you feel about it, dog? Kobe, um, quiet as a Kobe. He's waiting for it. <laughs> oh, Go back to church. You need that thing. Go back to God. <laughs> Second dying. Um, <laughs> you will you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Hey, what did Kobe say to the mountain? I did that. What? <laughs> what? Right. Not even. Remotely. What did Kobe say to the mountain? I hit that. I, oh, I thought you said I did that. I was like, no, no. He'd say I'd hit that. Okay, he would say that right. if he could say that, but he can't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually the, the, the helicopter driver would say that. But all right, I was gonna say, um, Kobe didn't. <laughs> You're right. Kobe was probably just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to put that trick. All right. Um, Russell, review. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, my my two favorite tracks on the album was... Uh, I'm making a T.S. Voodoo doll. Continue. Um, trying to review, Cody. Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that, too. Do my, the thing, my two buds. favorite tracks on the thing. <laughs> Shut up, Cody. <laughs> my two... I, I guess everybody can, can already tell what my two favorite tracks on the album was just uh shimmy and uh pressure in my palms i just love those two tracks um a lot of his vibe to me really sounded like um um tiller 
meets Drake in some instances. Um, kind of the sing-songy way he does things and his old just the way he flows. It, it reminded me of those two. Um, I thought it was a decent album. Like y'all said, um, it was like almost at the cusp of something every time. Um, and it wasn't a full album type thing where I could be like, okay, yeah, I could listen to this whole thing over and over again. Um, just a couple tracks that were pretty fly that I could see maybe add to a playlist or something. But all in all, um, I think there's much room for growth, like you said, uh, McCoy, and it's a, it's a decent album. I guess now it's time for Russell Prosity. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this whole Believe Black Woman First thing um, because it's right up there with the Me Too movement currently. Um, now, let me first explain <laughs> that. What this is, um, it's it's not that I'm bashing the movement, I'm bashing the idea or anything like that. Um, in case everyone's not fully aware of it, who's listening, um, it's the, it's believing black women when they tell you something the first time. In most cases, it involves uh, some form of harm being done to them, such harassment, assault. And like I said, I am no form or function belittling this or trying to minimize or trivialize this at all. This is a serious issue. And black women, as well as uh, other women, but it seems to be prevalent with black women. Uh, they don't get the benefit of the doubt until a, a woman of another race comes forward with the same accusation or complaint. Then the whole world wants to stand up. Um, quick side note: um, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Fuck their occupation. They're standing there, whatever. She was murdered in cold blood. Whether it was an accident or a mistake, it's neither here or there. They were in the wrong place, so they definitely should have checked their information before making a move, which sounds like it's totally against protocol. They were at the house where she was sleeping, so she should not have been a threat, and they killed her with no regard, no remorse, locked the motherfuckers up forever. But I slightly digress. All right. Um, I agree. So this was brought to light um, as far as the the whole movement of, you know, believe black women first. Um, in the situation with um, uh, Mega Stallion, and um, it was referencing um, Kiki Palmer's um, situation as well about their painful experiences with two prominent music figures and how everything became like a literal clusterfuck and, and victim blaming session. Um, now, I met with, with Megan's case, Megan Stallion, um, there was so much misinformation and just random things floating around about the situation that I honestly did not know who to believe, and I didn't know what to believe. Um, in Kiki's case, in case you're not not aware, she reported being harassed and, and sexually intimidated by Trey Songs, and everybody was blown off saying she was gaslighting or just looking for attention. Uh, after a while, another woman came forward um, and verified everything Kiki was saying um, for another incident, and then everybody was like a social warrior of justice running around trying to crusade for women. Um, so, you know, that, that really bugs me, um, when people just jump on, on, on causes, um, after pretty much ignoring the whole issue, not like searching for what's right, what's wrong, you know, what's the truth, what's a lie, uh, people just disregard it until their favorite celebrity jumps on the bandwagon or someone they're cool with jumps on the bandwagon 
and then all of a sudden they're gung ho for the the, um, the cause, and and, I, and that's what I really hate. It's the worst. It's actually the worst, low key. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> like, and it keeps and it keeps happening. Like, it, it's it happens over so much over and over and over again that it's it's starting to become like uh, uh, not even obnoxious, not even annoying. It's just like, what what exactly are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's ir- it's ir- it's irritating. Like, yeah. The just and this it at this point it's like as as being a black man because I've I've always been one of the people that's like I hate when they say black man needs to do this, black man needs to mm-hmm. do that, you know, to be better black men or black men should mm-hmm. love. I remember oh me and, uh so I remember last year top of last year, um there was a you know. <clears throat> What's his name? LeBron James has that thing. I think it's called the shop, where he like has all the fellas come in or whatever. They have conversations. It was him. It was uh, Meek mm-hmm. Mill. It was um, it was um, um um what is his name? Kevin Hart. And they were having some kind of conversation. Um, <clears throat> and basically they were talking about like how motherfuckers come out the woodworks when you get money and say yeah you slept on my couch one night and they were just basically saying they don't really owe nobody shit. Some you know, and people took that right. as a like you wouldn't give your auntie or your people in your family or, like. You know, they took that as a, these black men don't, you know, black men need to love their moms and, and protect their family and all that shit. So, you know, I was real adamant about people need to stop saying what black men need to do and just mind your fucking business. Yeah. Um, but in the same token, in the same sense, though, the same, the same ideal, I don't like when people say black women need to stop or black women need to, you know, don't tell a black, it's rooted in blackness, don't tell me. Or anybody, for that matter, you know, hey, Asian women need to be more, black women need to be more, black men need to be more, you know, Native American men should stop, like, no, 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 no. Stop giving me that bullshit, telling me that I need to do something because I'm a, of my gender and race. Like, that, no. that to me, on, in, on any level from anybody, is racist and sexist. <laughs> like, stop telling me what I need to do. People should be able to interact without there being, um, um, a standard that like okay I'm a man and and I'm black so you know I gotta hold myself to this or I'm a black woman I gotta hold my, no if she's saying she's being hurt she's a human being that's being hurt and we do need to you know to take that into account that needs to right. be real you know that needs to be we need to stand fast on that like not not yeah. be you know we equating it to so many different things and it's like well you know black women are strong you know maybe it's just you know, like I don't know what the fuck be going on, but man, they gotta stop that. They, I'm totally here for this segment. I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, there's a couple things you said there that that really stuck out to me, and, and um, um, that I hear from so much, and that you know, I just give you my opinion on them. Um, as far as like you know, the whole black men should do this or black women should do this or, or, or things of that nature. A lot of the times, what what frustrates me about that is that the things that they say you should be doing. Um, is normally something that's common sense anyway towards humanity. So it's like, mm-hmm. just because you said I have to do this, now I don't want to because it's like <laughs> you're taking my choice away to to do this when I want to. Yeah. And now it's something that that's a that's a duty thing. And 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 this really should be just a reflection of my heart for the people that I care about. You know what I mean? Um, take him to, the, take him to, the take him to church, Pastor. Take him to church. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm here for this. This this the second thing. Pass the um, collection uh, plate. <laughs> the second thing is about the stereotypical view of black women being strong. Um, it's it's really a survival tactic that I hate that we put upon them. 
um, because as I said in uh, other uh, uh, um, other uh, pod, uh, uh, yeah, other podcasts, other weeks, um, black women should still have the and women uh, people should have the ability to be vulnerable when they need to be. They don't. They shouldn't always have to be strong. I mean, I, I get it. Life is hard. There's some things that we all struggle with. There's some things that we need to be strong to overcome and to to get through. <laughs> but there should be some period where you can lay all that down and just be human. And we don't allow people to just be human a lot of the times because we hold them up to these standards and hold them up to the things that they should be doing um, instead of just allowing them just to be. And yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a damn if you do, damn if you don't type of situation. I, you know what? When we talk about like the strength of black women, you know, you know, um, my grass showed me some, uh, some a tweet where somebody was like, "Damn, Megan Thee Stallion is strong. She didn't, you know, give up Tory, whatever." And, and me and my girl talking about bulletproof. It. Like she, it's like <laughs> right, exactly. Like she, you know, she's strong. She didn't. She got shot. Didn't even try to give up Tory Lanez and, and all this other shit. And my girl was like, "I hate that." And I, and, and right. it, it wasn't it wasn't a dig. It wasn't a dig. You know, the tweet itself wasn't. He was like, "Man, like you know, we, she definitely definitely strong for that." It was. Yeah. It was. You know, uh, kind of congratulatory type of statement, not congratulatory, admiration but like, type thing. yeah, yeah, admiration. But my girl was like, I hate this, and I knew what she meant too, because it's like she shouldn't have had to even be, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking about this, like, she shouldn't have to have done that, have to be strong. She should have right. been able to go to the police, like, this motherfucker just shot me, my guy, uh, you know, right. but but then other, but, but I think that's. I think that's also something that people just push on her too. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think it was a strength thing. I think she was trying to, to get herself together uh, before she came out and cleared up everything. Because yeah. before it was just like she was just working on her, you know, get you know get to the hospital and and probably got her report thing and everything. And then you know people started saying all this misinformation on social media, and then she had to speak out like, "Yo, this is not how it happened. I just want to set the record straight," type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the the fact that we had to put that that stereotypical black woman stereotype of, oh yeah, she's strong because yeah. this messed up thing happened to her and she didn't break or fold. And that's that's totally disrespectful in my opinion. And it's a dangerous thing to place over the heads of anybody. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like that. It it off something that this this type of like rhetoric always brings me back to is I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but it happened in the last 15 years that the black uh, student or black woman, I think she was, might have been a black stripper, I'm not quite sure, but she was at a, like a party at Duke and she said the, mm. like the whole, like, it, it might have been a lacrosse team, damn near, like the whole lacrosse team, which was like all white men and shit, like raped her mm. or something. I can't yeah. remember, remember the story exactly, like the year or whatever, but because she was black and nobody believed that she could have got like gang raped by a by a group of physically fit athletes who could hold her down and like I don't know I I often think about that yeah. and that's and yeah. I shudder because I think about like my girl and my sister or like having my daughter like you know what I'm saying like yeah. how would yeah. the world respond to them needing you know help in the sense of you know the same shit that's going on then is happening now with Meg you know what I'm saying it's just kind of like right no, I, I definitely feel you, man. Um, I had a couple of uh, uh, ex-girlfriends who um, they would tell me about their dealings with, with, like, this is what really opened my eyes up to, like, male ego and, and, and the danger of men um, and how um, oblivious we can be to these things because we don't live them. 
um, they uh, she, she a couple of them had told me about how like men had ganked them into cars and 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 just just really did some some diabolical rapey type stuff and it was like you know the outrage on my face and like I was like yo we're gonna get you this we're gonna get you that to check this you know what I'm saying she thought I was like really going over the edge about things and I'm like no this isn't normal this should not be an everyday uh, occurrence to you this shouldn't be something that you just write off as oh that's just men being men no no listen you you take this this taser and shock shock these niggas you take this gun and you shoot you know what I'm saying <laughs> take like, this gun you shoot dead ass bro. literally dead because, ass like because <laughs> right, because this is not something that should be a normal the invasion of your boundaries is it should come with consequence period yes man yes man Whew. and so had those conversations and like that like I said it really opened my eyes up to like yo a lot of cats out here is 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 more than just weird they dangerous and you got to protect yourself yeah man yeah man I, um that's crazy with the uh, the whole like sex trafficking thing. I'm thinking about like, um, I saw a story that like motherfuckers was underneath waiting underneath people's cars with like razor blades to cut they to cut they like what is that the shit Achilles that you, yeah Achilles yeah cut that shit which you know you boom, boom you finna you finna you finna go down and then just pick right. them up put them in the car and go. First of all, I just feel like that's a really horrible plan because that's gonna be a, draw a lot of attention if a motherfucker stumble and start screaming and shit. Like, but, it, but it's the hero, it's the hero complex, yo. Like, oh, somebody will save him. Oh, Ugh. you know what I mean? I feel like I heard that from a podcast. <laughs> there was only um, one time in my life, in the, back in the clubbing days, early college, just turned twenty one and whatnot. Um, me and the homies just left the club, was on our way to uh, George Webb for some after food, after uh, club and drunk food. It was like two, three in the morning or whatever. But anyways, we're, we're walking to George Webb and um, off to the side in this little lot, these two chicks just started brawling. And um, every there were a bunch of people that started crowding around them with camera phones and stuff like that just so they can start videotaping them but me and um my homie chris had Started walked fighting in them too <laughs> we could have but we didn't we actually split them up boys and girls <laughs> while we were splitting them up there were people wondering if we knew them and why we were splitting them up because we that could have been entertainment for everybody else and blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah wow. yeah but um, yeah, we we split up two chicks that we didn't even know, and my whole reason for that was, well, if my sister was in a fight with somebody, or whatever, if somebody, if one of my family members was in danger, I'd want somebody to step in and split them up, or I'd I mean, want don't somebody... grab a camera out and record them. Like, yeah, if you're gonna mind your business, mind your business. But if you're gonna take your camera out to record, this is now you're doing this out of pleasure, and it was just. Had to split them up. I was really happy that uh, Chris has helped. Chris had helped me to do that. It was the only time I've ever come across a fight like that, too, outside of a club. So I guess I'm fortunate in that matter. He said, started fighting them, too. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever, 
information comes up like this as far as like the whole Megan's thing or um, people accusing um, these 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 uh, whether it's famous or whether it's somebody um, locally, um, it's always handled pretty terribly. Um, all right, for instance, let's go back to of course Megan's situation. Um, as a person who doesn't necessarily hate her music, but it's not something I regularly listen to or choose to, um, I have nothing against it. No, nothing at all. Um, when the tragic event first came out, and I heard at first, because of the, lots of the misinformation that was going around, that she initiated the conflict by beating up Tory County, whatever the folks' name is. Um, and due to the size difference in both height and weight, um, I was concerned for both parties. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was upset at first, and nobody was looking to see if dude was all right because, like I said, in the beginning, it was it was um, rumored that she had saw him flirting with someone, and she went over there and had a knife and was like trying to beat dude, and you know, and because of the the difference in their sizes, I was like, yo, pull both of them to the side and be like, yo, this this can't happen. And she's like, get back to the that, kids' table. Right. It was it was first. Thought that he shot a warning shot, then shot her in the foot and all this other stuff. And so, like I said, I was concerned for both parties. Um, and I was upset that nobody was looking at it the same way. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy that in this world, no matter what happens, men have to just take whatever they receive from women. And it's, there's no care for their wellness, their health, or their, their, their well-being. But we just have to grin and bear it. I mean, look at um, uh, what's the boy name? Um, um, uh, Johnny Depp, um, yep. being literally like tortured and, and abused by his partner, um, and everybody, or until he won that suit against her, and then everybody ignored him and kind of like demonized him and put and put him down because of how manipulative and how fake. Uh, what, what's her name? Um, uh, Amber Heard. Amber Heard um, was, and all the stuff that came out afterwards that she had said that she had done. Even in like, like passing company and, and friends being like, yeah, he, she was kind of mean to him. I'm like, all this stuff was was present, but nobody was taking his side. There was nobody on his side, um, and he really seemed like he was just like a beaten, soulless person at that time. And you know, and I say all that to say this: uh, in Megan's case, uh, this is how I try to approach these types of situations from now on. Um, my main concern. And this is, you know, not just for celebrities, but for anyone in in my in my um, in my vicinity, in my domain, those who I I, I care about and, and know about. Um, my main concern is getting the victim or victims away from the assailant uh, or potential real victim, because now nowadays we don't know until all the facts come to life. Uh, yes, believe women when they say something the first time and put it into all contact between the parties to figure out the facts. And know who the true victim is, and do that immediately. Um, that should be the first thing to separate the parties to make sure both parties are safe and away from each other, and then figure out what actually happened. Because um, too often in this in this country, um, we jump to conclusions um, instead of trying to stop the abuse, the harassment from continuing immediately, and then hold accountable those who are in the wrong for their actions. Yep. Yep. Uh, many false claims have shifted the world against the victim based on different criteria, um, looks, wealth, status, and then true justice is lost in the mix. Yep, yep, yep. I think <coughs> as a society, we uh, victim blaming is um, 
that's one of the worst things. I like, I hate that shit. No matter what the what the you know, the the point of the argument or the disagreement is blaming a victim like the shit when when women get raped and they're like well if, if you wouldn't been wearing that no 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 right if right. niggas would not be rapey like she right. can be she should be it i mean granted uh we aren't a nudist uh society but if she wants to walk outside bare ass bare titties that still gives you no right to even conceive of raping her none right not even that touching her, your, first of all. Like, your, mind, your mindset, right. Right, dog. Like, but, yeah, victim, I think... I did, no, not even just the whole... Listen, this this what kills me. Not even the whole, you know, maybe she'll consent to sex type of thing. It's straight to rape. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. That's like, crazy. You didn't even try. You didn't even, you didn't even attempt to be like, hey... Hey, you, you know, I see the... You're right, exactly. <laughs> you got a titty out. You know what I mean? You know the drapes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you a fancy Jesus. one, aren't you? Like you ain't even attempt to, you know, because because the Lord the, the, Jesus, the, the Lord Jesus. Yeah, ask her if she likes to pray. You, like, you got it, Cody. Oh, you like uh, your knees? I heard. Uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, I got a cross for your head. Um, but <laughs> wait, yeah, no, it's just it's uh the, the 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 and that so that goes from the you know the raping to the you know, racism, and it's like, you guys are just, just let it go, like, it's not my fault, it's not let go, you cunt, like, I, like, I don't know what more you want from me, like, and so it's always, that's kind of, like, embedded in, I don't know what it is about, like, I don't know if it's American society, or if that's just more of a human thing that we just need to work on, where if we like someone, or you, even a celebrity shit is the worst, because you don't know them to like them, but if you think you like right. a celebrity, you can't, fathom this person being an evil human being i don't care how good me and my girl talking about this the other day too i don't care how good jay-z raps he's a dick because he slept with Nas's baby mom and he was trying to be his friend like he was trying to like get him in the studio when he was sampling his records he was also banging his baby moms in the background so like yeah jay-z sean carter i wouldn't trust my mouth right like, <laughs> i wouldn't trust fucking dog with my like i wouldn't trust him with my kids and shit like that like i would never you know because as a human being he might be a good rapper and a well-placed businessman for sure, but I wouldn't like he. I don't know if I could be friends with Jay Z because I wouldn't trust him around my girl. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. that's the that's what people fail to realize. Like you got to differentiate, and, and so with the celebrity, yeah. is is your girl a big Jay Z fan? I, no, but I'm saying. So then you should be able to trust Jay Z around your girl. Uh... No, the thing well, is, you can trust, trust your girl. You can trust your girl around no. Jay Z, but you can't trust Jay Z. Right, but you can't trust Jay Z around your girl. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, no okay. respect okay. there. I feel it. I oh, mean, it's what no, happens when no, you're no. the king of New York. No, Everything is yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gonna come next week. I'm telling you, we gonna get, it's gonna get rowdy. It's gonna get rough for that. But I mean, you know, you have to take into account some 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 people fall to the to the ploy of hypergamy and they, you know, they, they really try to sleep up you know, in that, in that sort of thing. But, um, relationships, and we ain't even talking about relationships today, but relationships should have that foundation of trust. And if you can't trust the person that you with, you know, it doesn't matter who they're around, but you should also not be trying to put your people around people who are known that's, to be that, present. 
Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I said I didn't trust my girl. I meant Jay Z around my like oh. I wouldn't I don't trust his behaviors. Not having right. to do my yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I said that came off wrong or if I said that wrong because y'all all came out right. on my head. No, like, right. oh, you hate her like no no. Seventy five percent of us were on the same page. Seventy five percent of us were on the same page. Okay, I good old second coming at us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Abra Ozus, <laughs> Ambrosius. Right, that's where I the TS. That's where I was at. I was like, I don't. Okay, amoebas. <laughs> Amnesia. So to, to kind of wrap this up because it wasn't a long segment. Um, not everyone is selling wolf tickets, as you know. I hear the old heads say a lot, um, but not everyone is telling the truth either. Um, I honestly don't care what happens to most celebrities, as they are far from moved from my domain, and they have the funds and means to get the help and support they need. Um, of course, I don't want to see any harm come to them, but. A lot of the stuff that goes in on in their life, I really don't care about. But the people, the everyday people, the middle class, the poor, the less fortunate, those who are near and dear to us, I, I encourage everyone to pay more attention to them um, the first time. Really pay attention to what they say. Um, I'm a firm believer in saying things I mean and, and choosing how I, say this, uh, how I try to say things. Um, this may save a life, save a relationship, save in many other different ways that we don't even know. Um, Don't give in to the assumption and really look at the picture clearly while focusing on the protection of both parties until the truth comes out and execute justice accordingly. For sure. Man, those conclusions be a mouthful, dog. And you don't even have these written down. You just be coming off the top with this, don't you? Yeah, most times I have like an outline or something, but yeah. Do you freestyle? You should you should start freestyling. I, I think he'd be really good at it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think we I think we'd go off on many tangents. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what happens in freestyles, anyways. But yeah, I, I think he'd be dope. But um, I don't have a fucked up story of the week. I have a fantastic story of the week. Is it monkeys? No. No, 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 no. Uh, this one goes that a stranger withdraws ten thousand dollars and hands out a hundred dollar bills and cash strapped uh, or two cash strapped uh, Portland resident waiting in line to apply for financial re- uh, relief. Hey, Portland. Again, yeah, apparently Portland. this this dude went to an ATM. He pulled up in a Jaguar. Apparently, he pulled up in a Jaguar to an ATM to withdraw whatever cash for himself. But he noticed. Um, a bunch of people standing in line to get a 500 to apply for a $500 check from the state government and out of the kindness of his heart he decided to withdraw $10,000 and he just handed started handing out $100 bills to everybody in line now the cool thing about this particular story was not that he just decided to hand out cash out of his own account but he didn't even want to be interviewed for it. He didn't want to be publicized. He didn't want to be um, talked about or anything like case. that. News story or news um, stations have been trying to track him down, and he's been making it extremely hard for them to contact him because he doesn't want the publicity. He just wanted to be a nice guy to these random people. And that's why this is the fantastic story of the week. That's a great Way to go, story. Bruce Wayne. Now, I would like to say this. <clears throat> I got lost. In, I got, <laughs> I got lost in this story about two minutes ago 
when you said he withdrew $10,000 because my mind got stuck on yeah. what fucking ATM in this country is going to let you withdraw $10,000. How? I'm stuck on that. I'm the, the well, first you got to put he's your great. He's card a great, in. He's a great man. He's a really great man. Then you have to put man. your PIN number in. Right. Thank you. And then Cody. you hit accept. Thank you, Cody. check uh, checking yeah. or savings. Decoder Fanning. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you have to have X amount of money, and that grants you a particular card that allows you access to things that regular people don't have access. X to. amount of money, hey, like ten thousand dollars. Just giving out ten thousand dollars randomly, then yeah, I think he's a uh, pretty well off. So I'm just <laughs> a poor ass nigga that don't know shit about having ten thousand dollar bank, uh, a ten thousand dollar card. ATM. Right, you got the regular ass card. Right, okay. Not I got even the, the five hundred dollars card, but just having the, the, the recreational funds to just be like, I guess I'll give away ten thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Like, he owns that time machine. How, how exactly <laughs> is what I'm saying, bro? Like I didn't even like how long was he standing there and how did it dispense ten, it, the the hole's not even Dude woke up or he walked up to it, he's like, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Look at all these tokens. There's clearly a risk with the ATM that you just take out stacks. You don't take out 20s or 100s or 50s. You, you take out stacks. Hell no, this nigga, 10 stacks. This nigga walked up with a key. This nigga walked up with a motherfucking key and put it in the side and opened this shit. A drawer came out. He said, no, nah, yeah, this is for the rich people. This is, you got a rich nigga a key mid- to the ATM. That's crazy. Wait, Tory Lanez comes out and hands him a sack full of... <laughs> 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 He's <laughs> like a Keebler elf. Walked into the ATM, put his eye on the machine. And it's like, hello, Batman. <laughs> right, dude, Bruce. Access granted. Jaguar or Batmobile? Goddamn. There's, there's a gargoyle head. He flips up. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> dude, Portland's dope. I, <laughs> I thought there's just trees there. <laughs> what? They got basketball rappers. <laughs> Cashman. Wow. Cashman. Got it. Speaking of going off on tangents. Yes. The fun fact today is that most insects will die at 110 degrees or higher. <laughs> that's when they vape. Well, most of them will vaporize, or it becomes lethal, deadly, whatever. Vaporize. You just gotta get them to. You just gotta get them to 110 degrees Fahrenheit or higher. Most insects and most spiders, for that matter. I found that out because this morning I was up <laughs> around. <laughs> Peter Parker sweating. <laughs> How you find this out, T.S.? Well, <laughs> huh? How you find this out, bro? Go ahead, tell me. All right, so. I was up really, really, really this morning, so that way I could uh, start the grill. And normally, it means nothing. Just throw some charcoal on and get ready to go. Well, when I started the charcoal, a big-ass spider came out of nowhere. <laughs> wait, wait. You didn't look this fact up, did you? Like you, You're like, I made this fact because I burnt the spider. <laughs> well, I had to look the fact up so I could burn the spider. I wanted to make sure he was dead. <laughs> You you didn't just burn them. You ate them. You put I wasn't you barbecued try, and smoked a spider. I wasn't going to try and catch them or nothing like that, so I had to spray enough gas everywhere in the uh, grill and then threw a match in, and the whole thing went up in flames. So I know I got his ass. Oh I just wanted to make sure that I did. 
And I know flames burn hotter than 110 degrees. I just needed to make sure. <laughs> Dog, remember when I said that you need to go to church? <laughs> the minimum requirement. Yeah. So wait I, a minute. I need to, so yeah. did you? So I need you, more tests. I need you, more spiders. <laughs> did you learn this by just doing that, or did you actually look up this fact? No, I looked it up oh. to make sure that oh. it was. Yeah. Okay. I okay. First I, I was gonna it. say this nigga a scientist because he just tried to give us. He was like at uh um 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, he's got he's got beakers and goggles on. Right on what? <laughs> Dish <Okay>. gloves. <laughs> Dexter's laboratory. Sure you could definitely cremate a spider. It was I had to Google that shit to make sure my grill was good. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's a well-known <laughs> fact that you can cremate a spider, but all right. Oh man. But yeah, so fun fact. You only need 110 degrees, but the fire for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hell, <laughs> hell gonna burn that's, him up. That's for, that's for sure looking at it. Like. That's like the one of those lame cookie fortune fortune cookies. Cookie fortunes. Wow. Like, <laughs> you would be hungry in three hours. Like, oh, duh, I just ate now. Of course <laughs> a spider can get cremated. But you only need 110 degrees. So there. There you go. So... So you're just going to leave it at 109 and just let him suffer. Ooh. You, you like that? <laughs> Slow burn. Slow cook. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Anyhow, episode 76 of not... Holy shit. 76? Really? Episode 76 <laughs> of not politically correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C, <laughs> Nova. You know, I gotcha. And I'm very surprised at this... Holy shit, dude. 76. All right, yeah. McCoy. Oh, oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. That's, you know what he, he lost. McCoy? <laughs> this nigga <We've>... is lost. <laughs> yes, we've been doing this. We are coming up on almost two years very soon, people. Y'all been I posted to... two 74s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I posted two episode 74s with different titles. I got to change that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, it's your boy McCoy, aka Mr. What to Do, aka Young Slash God. You know what the fuck going on. You know where you can find me. Rumacoy KPZ on Twitter and St. Louis. Nah. And uh Rumacoy Rebel at Snapchat. Cody. Philadelphia 76ers, that is all. Uh Cody, uh <laughs> Cody Cody. Not Brody Ghost, just Cody Cody Cody. Uh <laughs> That's distortion and a banjo. <laughs> 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 uh, David is David is a theory that uh, Kirk Hammett from Metallica is actually a teenage girl because teenage girls always put like an A at the end, like yes, uh, okay, uh, and Kirk Hammett's always like yeah, all the way, uh, and stuff. Okay, that sounded really creepy. Thank you. <laughs> so he was the first Caitlyn Jenner. Got it. Okay. No. <laughs> Rest barman. Schoolers, <laughs> dinner. Teddy rest. Rest of us. Snapchat. Adios, Snapchat is. IG. Candy Cupidity. Adios, IG. Adios, bro. Idiots. Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and on that note. Gang. Be flat. <laughs> I said, I said, gang.
Yeah, we heard you. You're the one that.